Welcome to episode 25 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little better, you're in the right place. Would you take a moment right now and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode? Mom, mom, mom. Mom, do your kids ask questions all day long? The average kid pops out about 300 inquiries every day. That's one every two and a half minutes. And the person they go to most is mom. So if you had your fill of questions, what would Jesus do? Wait, Jesus loved to ask questions. When you see a question mark in your Bible in red letters, it's a good time to ask your own question. What is Jesus really asking? Usually, there's a deeper meaning, a bigger concept he's trying to get us to think about. So let's look at some of the things he asked and learn more about his heart. Who do you say that I am? In Matthew 15, Jesus has been grilled by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He takes some time with his disciples and he asks them, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Now, this question isn't just for the disciples. It's for all of us. Jesus is saying, what do you believe about me? And we each have to answer that for ourselves. Do you believe that Jesus was sinless? Do you believe that he died for you? Do you believe he rose again? Do you believe he's coming back? If you said yes, 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 yes. One more question. What have you done about it? Back to Matthew. Simon Peter replies, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, lots of people have opinions about Jesus. They say he was a good man or a good teacher or a prophet, but your belief about Jesus is fundamental to your faith. It's everything. And when you really believe that Jesus is your Savior, you're going to want to start to live in a way that is life-changing. Do you want to be healed? In the times of Jesus, there was a pool called the House of Mercy. Right outside was the market where sheep were sold to be sacrificed at the temple. They would be brought into the pool and then washed. Later, it became a place of healing. This is where Jesus encounters a man who had been unable to walk for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and he walked. That is from John 5. So do you want to be healed? Do you want to be free from shame and guilt and anger and fear? Do you want it? Then get it. We use our wounds as excuses sometimes, and we let them continue to ruin our lives. But here's the thing. The solution has already been given to you. It's there. Take it. 
being a Christian is really a series of choices. Accept Christ or don't. Accept healing or don't. It's your choice. We can be like the man just waiting For what? For someone else to deliver us from our healing? Well, it doesn't work that way. Your relationship with Jesus is between you and Him. It doesn't depend on your pastor or your spouse or the person who did you wrong asking for forgiveness. If you want to be healed, ask God to do it. Why did you doubt? So often I look at Peter and shake my head. He was so foolish. He was just like I am. In Matthew 14, after Jesus feeds the 5,000, the disciples get in a boat for a quick getaway. He wants them to get away from the crowds. Jesus prays, and then he sets out to catch up with his crew on foot. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? In this passage, Peter has so much faith and so little faith. (laughs) At the same time, he's just like me. He sees Jesus. He tells him to call him out of the boat, and then he doubts and he sinks. Have you ever asked God to do something big in your life, and then when it starts to happen, you freak out? It's in these times we need our memory not to fail us. Some people keep a prayer journal, and I think that's a great idea. You write down what you're praying for. First of all, it reminds you to keep praying for those things, but then every so often you can go back and see what prayers God has answered. It's a great reminder of how faithful He is. If we could see where we've come from, we might be more aware of how far God has brought us, and then we wouldn't be so afraid when He pushes us into unknown waters. What does the Bible say? When Jesus walked on the earth, he encountered a lot of smart people. It's amazing to me. In the times of Jesus, no one had their own Bible, but a lot of people knew what it said, and that's pretty amazing. In Luke 10, Jesus is teaching, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He's basically saying, what does the Bible say? And this is what the man says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. See, we have such a great guide for life right at our fingertips. But how often do we turn to the Internet or friends or our own gut, or a TED Talk before we turn to God's Word. The man who asked Jesus this question was a lawyer. That meant he was an expert in God's Word, in the law. He still didn't know it all. So when you're faced with a hard situation and you don't know what to do, ask the question Jesus asked, what does the Bible say? Search online for scriptures that apply to your situation. Then look them up, underline them, write them down, post them where you can see them. 
There are apps, too, where you can put in a word and it'll search for scripture with that word in it. In this day and age, we really don't have a big excuse for not using God's word in our life. I mean, we all have it, right? By the way, right after this lawyer correctly answers, he asks Jesus a question. And who is my neighbor? Jesus replies with the parable of the Good Samaritan. So it's okay to ask God questions, but then be sure to seek the answers. So often on this podcast, I refer to 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And in digging into God's word, sometimes we have more questions. That's okay. Jesus shows us that questions are a great way to find out more about God's heart. Ask, seek, find. God never holds back. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a financial gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's the sunny side filled with real life stories of God's goodness. And if that makes sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like for a Christian in your 20s. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org slash podcast.